0: Oh, and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast. Uh, my name is Chris. I am your host, of course. And just off the bat, I'm just going to put it right out there. This is kind of how it's going to be over the summer, uh, where we just randomly pop up with some shows. We are going to do a season-end review probably within the next week or so. Um, but this one is very much just a standalone podcast. Uh, and I'm joined by Jeremy Smith for this particular one. How are you doing, Joz?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Enjoying the sun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How? What? What's it like? Because it must be even hotter in London, I'm assuming. It's 22 here at the moment at seven o'clock at night.
1: Uh, yeah, it definitely has been hotter. Unfortunately, I haven't been out much this afternoon. Um, I might go for a walk later and enjoy this. It's the usual thing, like every time there's a tiny bit of sun, you've got to get every single ray of it because you don't know if it's going to come back.
0: That's <laughs> Exactly how I felt. I've been uh, I've done about 20 miles this week already. Uh, I've I've been to the the open air swimming pool three days in a row just just for an hour after work because I just like you said, I know we're in for a little bit of rain next week and I want to maximize it every which way. so um, and I'm happy to say as well, despite burning myself to a crisp the first weekend we had sun, it's now nicely sort of tanned out so we're all good. Uh, hopefully no skin cancer. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move hastily onwards. So, Jez, we wanted to put this podcast together just really to kind of fill a bit of a gap um, before our end of season review. So it is going to be very much like a just a chat between friends, really, about a few things that are going on. Um, first thing I want to start by saying, though, is congratulations, because since the last podcast we recorded, myself and Phil, uh, Mets have indeed been confirmed as promoted Uh you wouldn't have said that in February, maybe even March, would you? So that must be quite a good feeling.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing run. Um, they're unbeaten from October. So you've got to say it's kind of deserved. Um, and yeah, just very quietly sort of gained and caught up with everyone, sort of knocked them off. Even, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks more, they might have even knocked the half off top spot, top spot therefore the last weeks, But yeah, um, Bordeaux, Apologies. probably fair to say threw it away a little bit, but, you know, mess were there to capitalise. And then or the, all the usual questions now, you know, Mika Talsi was the, the player of the season and top scorer in Liga, Um, You know, will they be able to keep hold of him? Who will they be able to bring in? Um, I expect that this time next year, we'll probably be talking about relegation, but at least it keeps things interesting. <laughs>
0: you're taking the and approach. Um, just just get yourself up and enjoy it and whatever will be, will be. Um, that was actually going to be one of my questions is re- revolving around Mikkel Tadzo because he's had a wonderful season. There's quite a few links with, and this will shock people, Premier League clubs because apparently that's the only league in the world. So, um, yeah, he, he's going he's gonna to attract eyes, isn't he? And is there sort of an element that maybe Mets might be able to just sort of sell him the idea of, look, give us one more season kind of thing? Or do they... I don't know what the finances are like. Do
1: they sort of need to cash in on him? Yeah, I think it's more likely finances. I yeah. think for him, it would probably be good to have a, a full season in Ligue 1. But yeah. um, even if it's to go to another Ligue 1 club, I mean, like, Lyon aren't the obvious place, but that is sort of where he comes from originally. So, you know, were they to show an interest, he may well be tempted. But um, I think probably Mess is still having to bring money in before they bring the players in. And the last couple of seasons. That that's another thing about the this getting promoted this year. The the last two or three transfer windows have been horrifically bad. They've stuffed so much up sort of strategically. Mm. Um, and so uh to 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 get the promotion is is in a season where there's only two going up, I think is is sort of you know, beyond expectation, but yeah. they probably have been yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they've been budgeting for League 2, maybe um there is enough to spare. But I, yeah, I think the likelihood is if they get a decent a decent fee, they're they're unlikely to to turn it down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, apologies by the way, if you had the was the loudest bike go past and indeed the a very loud advert that just opened as I tried to check some stats. So, um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, if people don't know, by the way, the whole story, Phil and I did cover it fairly extensively last week on what happened at the final day of League 2. Essentially, the, there was a decision was delayed. And then a week later, the authorities that or the powers that be uh, deemed the results uh, that Bordeaux had indeed lost. And uh, Rodé were, were awarded the win, which keeps them in the division, League 2 that is, and uh, Annecy will now be relegated, which uh, is quite the feud between uh, Annecy and Rodet at the moment. So it, you would suspect that feud is only going to get more and more bitter. But um, yeah, the, that is that is the breaks. That's what happens when your fans can't be controlled. Bordeaux and such as life. So uh, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean,
1: um, obviously, I don't feel sorry for Bordeaux particularly, but and they're obviously going to be appealing. As mm. far as they can, so that's that's going to be fun. Although it was us a break from Mbappe, but <laughs> um, I don't. No, if the fan hadn't gone to the pitch and done that, then none of this would have happened. So you know, all quite right that Bulldo get punished, etc. But I do wonder if there's a little bit of shenanigans. I don't really understand from what I've seen. Like, unless it's some kind of PT. SD it doesn't look like the most major push or anything Mm. but anyway I yeah I'm not complaining
0: yeah no absolutely you you take what you take and you you enjoy what you enjoy and you go with it um let's come into Ligana because there's been quite a lot since the season has finished there's been quite a lot of things happening um we'll come on to the big story in a minute but At the time of recording, there was some some fairly interesting breaking news with Toulouse. Tell us about what's gone on there. It's rather confusing to me.
1: Yeah, the story broke like a few days ago that they were going to get rid of Montagnier. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say I worry for Toulouse and they've got this whole sort of very data-based approach to to bringing in players. So I'm sure they've got lots planned plans in terms of players to come in, but they're actually losing a hell of a lot of very influential players this summer. I think most of them at the end of their contract as well, which is, is quite bizarre. But not only that, they they decided apparently to, or not apparently, it's definitely happening to get rid of Montagnier as coach. Um, uh, I've sort of been reading... Up, and they they announced it today. It was some disgustingly sort of short, formal statement. For someone, he led them to the Ligue de title last year and then with the Coupe de France, their first ever major trophy this year. And the statement, I can read it all because it won't take long. The collaboration between Toulouse and Philippe Montagnier has come to an end. The club uh, sincerely thanks him for his professionalism and his sort of dedication, which um, helped him to uh, win the Ligue the title and the Coupe de France. That is it. Um, wow. And the sort of kind of semi-official line coming out of the club is, well, you know, we were aiming for 10th or 11th place this season. Well, this is a promoted team who finished two places lower in 13th And won the Coupe de France. So, you know, what the hell? (laughs) Um, Interestingly, the the article that I was reading about it in NECIP said that, first of all, his position's a little bit been a bit more fragile since his assistant at the time was was sacked. We don't really know why in January. And then also, he apparently does not get on very well with Toulouse's. Director of Sporting Strategy, who just happens to be the wife of the club president, Damian Komoli, who's just fired him. So read into that what you will. Yeah. Um, And his replacement, which they announced immediately after announcing um, (laughs) his firing, is uh, Carlos Martinez Novell, who um, was his assistant. I guess, I don't know how long he's been there for. I don't know if he only replaced the guy he's got rid of in January. So I don't know, it all feels a little bit... um, Gross? Yeah, I was going to say... Lacking in class. It feels premeditated and it is, yeah, I think, Disgusting. Um, but, you know, if computer says no, computer says no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, you can just imagine like, yeah, Vicky Pollard sat at the desk. Toulouse says no, you're going to have to go, I'm <laughs> um, What Do you think it's linked to this new director of football coming in? Is it? Is it like a behind-the-scenes sort of Marseille-esque blow-up between coach and president maybe? Because, I mean, you know, he won the Coupe de France and to do what they've done, Toulouse, we've been Praising their players all season, haven't we? Like, the Delinga and um, the what's the Algerian chap called? Um, mm. Name escapes my uh, name, I escape uh, Abu as One he, yeah, hasn't, was...
1: he hasn't really covered himself in glory in recent weeks, but no,
0: I was thinking of the, the son Tamid who also hasn't really helped himself particularly either. But um, is it Shyby? Shai- Shyby? Yeah, um, and 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 Vanden Boom, of course, has already gone to Ajax, so they are starting to clean out. but They've they've achieved brilliant things this season. And you know, let's not forget they were only promoted a year ago. So do you th- do you feel like it is just uh, something has gone on here? Is it one of those that stuff will come out now has moved on?
1: Um, I mean <clears throat> possibly, but I don't think there's ever been any issues with him anywhere else anything yeah. like that. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, they're getting rid of um I don't know how to pronounce it. De De Jager, who yeah, their yeah. captain, like Spearings, who I saw, I think led Europe for the most um, sort of winning possession in midfield. Van den Boomen, who's been their brilliant sort of assistant for the last couple of years. So there, there's a lot changing there, and it, it's a bit worrying to see so much change at once. But um, yeah. yeah, if they're following this kind of um, sort of data-led model maybe montagne's recent record in the top flight isn't good for them good enough for them maybe he's got a record of doing badly in third years i, re- I really don't know i just i don't understand it at all it just seems mm. ridiculously harsh to me
0: yeah yeah it does feel like by the time we come around to the new season things will be uh uh, you suspect things will leak out, uh, as indeed seems to be the way. And, and what a uh, coach Montagna could be for other clubs, by the way. Um, dare I say, I'm looking at you, Nantes, uh, in terms of you know club that needs to be rebuilt and taken to the next level. You wonder if they might have a little look at him, maybe even clubs sort of higher up the, the division. But uh, yeah, that'll be one to to keep an eye on, and maybe even Monaco. I don't know if, if they would go to that level. I think they're a bit more. I'm looking for uh, probably a name a bit more, but who knows? Um, okay, let's uh, let's go on to some other business. I kind of want to save uh, the, the the fun and games at PSG for last. Um, let's talk about some of the clubs that are doing business and whatnot already. Not so much transfers as such, but there's been quite a few clubs that are actively shifting players out. Lille have been quite busy with their released list. Um, you've got some news on on a Leon player, um, him being Musa Dembele, who now has gone to Roma. Um, it's gonna be a lot of turnover of players at, at Monaco, the have mentioned just then. I think Ren are having some uh, some players sniffing around their their higher uh, higher earners, I should say. Do you sort of get the impression we're gonna have a very long and very painful summer for Liga where once again the vultures will swoop, but more than that, is it going to be quite a big summer of these clubs in particular? You can mention that Leon deal where there's quite a few that probably need to go in, in the best interests of the club to rebuild.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, as ever, a lot depends on... um I mean, in terms of players coming in, I think a lot depends on who, who goes out first and for how much. And so it feels like... A, They all have to wait around to see what business the richer leagues can do and who can be sort of pillaged out of their league before they can decide who to bring in. But, yeah, certainly I feel like there's a couple of clubs. I mean, there's there's certain players in certain clubs who we know are going to leave anyway. And then there's certain clubs like Lyon who just need to kind of – what's the phrase – um, declutter, well, basically get rid of passengers, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah declutter is good. Um, and then there's clubs like I guess Lance would probably be the obvious one who um will probably spend most of the summer trying to fend off other clubs and persuade everyone to stay. Hmm. Um so yeah, I think you know, then you got a few clubs looking for coaches, Marseille obviously is the the big one in terms of coaches and probably the need to to change a lot in terms of playing staff as well.
0: Forgot all about them. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, I think there's going to be lots of interesting ins and outs. And I'm not saying I hope that there's not as many outs as usual. I just hope that, um, I suppose, some of the marquee players, a few of the marquee players stay. Obviously, Mm. the two and To be discussed, three biggest names could well have gone by by the end of the summer. I'm not so bothered about them. It's the sort of next stage, you know. You the I don't know the Seco for Funners, for example, that kind of level who are fantastic and deserve a bigger stage, if you want to say that. But I hope that for the good of the league, they stay. Mm. And I hope that people from the outside sort of appreciate that it's not necessarily messi and neymar that have made it a great league over the last few years it's all those other kind of unsung heroes mm. and certainly the fact that the last year or two the league seems to have become a lot more entertaining and free scoring as well hopefully is is a positive
0: yeah yeah i completely agree with that with that in terms of obviously we're we're recording this on the 14th of june so there's a lot that's gonna go up and down in terms of running and in and outs with managers and, and players, etc. Who who are you sort of as we sit here now, without knowing that knowledge, who are you looking at as the club best place to to challenge PSG next season? If indeed they can be challenged. I mean, who 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 would you put the faith in that can can rebuild? Because realistically, there's what, six clubs that will be looking at, at changing the things around this this summer? I'm looking at uh, Leon, Lille, Marseille, Monaco. Um, I'm forgetting to Ren, and I, I probably wouldn't put Lons in there because they're probably the one club that would just like to hang on to what they've got. But there's six names there of clubs that really would would want to be pushing on next season. Who would you think would is best placed, and and who would you trust to do the right business this summer to to be up there?
1: Um. Don't trust any of them. (laughs) That was a silly
0: way of putting it, wasn't it, really?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, no one should be able to challenge PSG. Although, as I've said before, I would quite like them to change their model to such an extent that they could do. Um, The rest of it just depends on how cleverly they function in the transfer market and how quickly players coming in adapt, how few leave that kind of thing um i you know last uh, but again it depends who's still there next year and how they contend with um you know the extra distraction or exertion of, of of champions league football um marseille i just they don't give themselves a chance for any kind of consistency yeah so and i do still think that Arguably, with the playing staff they've got, they've overachieved the last two years. So, I can't really see them doing much. Um, Monaco, maybe it depends on the coach who comes in, because I just think Clement was a big disappointment. I think he was overly hyped at, at moments when he did okay. I think they were sort of they were the exceptions that that proved the rule. Um, Ren. I think they're arguably the most settled club and squad and team. So I think they were underachieved this year. I think they were very lucky to scrape Champions League. Um and then again it will be it will be they at least they have had a little bit of past experience of, of um doing even Champions League and, and Liga, or even just Europe and Liga, so they should be better placed, I think, in a way than last. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it still should be Leon. Yeah, but again, should it's a big. Tu- well, it, yeah, it's a big turnaround, and you know, there was an article the other day in again in Leakey about how everything so far has been quite disappointing, and they're still not sure who the sporting director is going to be, and you know. Uh, Obviously, Texter's connection with with um, Crystal Palace—that apparently, <laughs> Dougie—I'm trying to say it with a straight face, but I can't. Du- du- Dougie or Dougie D- D- Friedman is involved in, um I yeah, I just I think I said it at the time that I'm not absolutely not convinced about this John Texter and mm. everything I've seen so far just uh, makes me feel that even more strongly, and I, I worry—I really worry for Leon. Um, I don't think this is going to be the sort of new dawn at all
0: no no I'm my jury's out but I'm sort of with you and um, I don't know maybe, maybe it's my bias a little bit because I have always had a soft spot for Leon. but I kind of want that they're, they're the one I would like to see uh, did you
1: say Leon or Lyon Le, uh, Leon. okay
0: yeah um yeah there's just some I've Maybe it's the Lacazette thing, I don't know. But I've always had a bit of a soft spot for them. And, you know, the, even going back to the Juninho the and Pekano days, like, they just had some very likeable players. And, and I kind of have wanted to see them kick on. Um, and who Samoa, I say, has finally gone. <laughs> Bless him. And uh, Mr. Dembele seems to be on his way to the Premier League as well. So it's going to be a shuffle around. But like you, it's just something about the Texas situation that, I don't know, it's just, it's just a concern the way that, that Alas was sort of Dumped out the club in the end, and however mutually they want to throw it out there, I just don't think it was mutual at all. And yeah, time will tell on that one. But like you, I, I just, I'm just not sure. I trust Leon at the moment. We shall see. Shall we? Um, shall we rip off that horribly, cess covered, uh, gross bandage that is PSG? I mean, where do we even start? I guess, I guess we'll start with the, the most recent events. You and I talks um, or I asked you the question on message last night about what you thought of the Mbappe situation. Um, for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock here, uh, he sent the club a letter apparently um, stating that he has no desire to extend his contract, which is a two plus one deal. The second of, of that two, if you will, ends at the end of next season. In other words, he could walk away on a free if the, the additional year was not added on. Um, he has since come out, this obviously went down like a, yeah, God knows what, a hurricane. Nassau halafi sort of was rumoured to say, right, that's it. If he doesn't want to sign, he's gone. That's what we're going to do. It was all very unsavoury. Um, Killian has since come out, I think, today and denied this and said that the, his letter was leaked um, in, an, in an effort to sort of make it or make his, his persona look bad or something, which seems a bit strange other people are saying he loves the drama knowing what you know today after the announcement or letter of leakage if you will of 24 or 48 hours ago where do you stand on it now and what what's what's the likelihood of this this saga going all summer and and mbappe actually just ending up sticking it out because it just feels like just feels a bit weird doesn't it like we said last night
1: yeah i I mean, first of all, I understand him wanting to leave and I think he's entitled to leave. I don't think that the sort of assurances made... Were met, and I don't mean to him personally, I mean that he could be part of a competitive team. And you could say, well, they only had the sort of second half of last summer, and then January, would you know, would you want? But I don't think there's been any indication that anyone there seriously wants to change their sort of MO. Um, not to mention the fact that, as we said before, a lot of the players that they got rid of last summer are coming back because they were loaned out. Um, and you know, if I'm Mbappe and the player that I'm being, that's being linked with, with that's being linked that, you know, I might have to link up with next year is Wilfred Zaha, then I can (laughs) understand him. You know, on one hand, I'm saying they shouldn't be going for absolutely stellar names. On the other hand, there's Wilfred Zaha. You know, there is a little bit of an in-between. And again, you know, I, you look at Manchester. I said before so many times that I have a real issue with the coverage in the English media. That um, you know they no one mentions, or until very recently, barely anyone mentions all the dodginess about City. But they focus on on PSG. They don't mention City's years of crashing and burning in the Champions League. They always do it for PSG but now city can say well we've got our champions league and we aren't uh been fire and we are playing well in our league and all that kind of thing and that's what frustrates me like if psg can be slagged off by everyone at least be slagged off for being the undisputed best or something like that and i think mbappe is entitled to feel that i think like like we said you know eight goals in the world cup another title another top goal scorer um, thing in in Ligue 1, top score, um, hat trick in the World Cup final, and he could conceivably finish third when it comes to the Ballon d'Or. And it's not about the individual honours, but he's entitled to say, "What you know? W- what else can I do? You've got to help me out here a little bit." And I don't think PSG have done anything to make him feel that they sort of match his. Not ambition, but his desire to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. he, you know, he's playing in. We've said before, in terms of like France goal scoring, he's he's not even. There's no debate. He's going to be the top France goal scorer soon. Then it's a debate whether he'll, you know, match someone like Ronaldo. He's he's playing against history. He's that good. It's not just about being the best player right now, and. Mm. If he can't even be in a team that realistically looks close to winning the Champions League, then frankly the team is not big enough for him and he's entitled to leave. Oh. Um, and I can understand why he'd want to. The next question is how he goes about doing it. And on one hand, he hasn't done anything wrong. The deal that was struck was that you know 2024, and he has the opt-in to extend it to 25 if he takes up that option before 31st of July this year. Um, so he doesn't have to take it. He could just let that date pass and then everyone knows 2024. Um, so on the one hand, you could say, uh, and you know, if you think that's a, a silly deal, putting all the power in the hands of the player, then you may be right, but that's what PSG did. So that's just the way it is. It's, on the one hand, you could say, why did he send a letter? He didn't need to. He could just let let the date lapse. What what games is he playing here? On the other hand, you could sort of be generous and say he's giving his club as much time as possible to yeah. deal with the fact that he he's not going to extend it because if they want a fee for him, they are going to have to get rid of him this summer. Mm.
0: Um, it's been overlooked at that point, I think, by a lot of people, you know.
1: Yeah, I think the... <laughs> PSG saying well we were in negotiations for an extension and he said no we're not I don't know what to believe but PSG have got it seems a bit of a history of being willing to sort of cut players loose or give them PR to give the players bad PR to sort of save their blushes and Mm -hmm. and I am inclined to be on the player's side with that yeah um And yeah, as as we were sort of discussing yesterday, I just, I think, I'm not saying Mbappe's played a blinder, but just purely by virtue of the fact that he's Mbappe, he he holds most of the cards because most of the world does want him. PSG definitely want him. Mm. And PSG won't want to lose him for nothing next summer. But by virtue of the fact that he's mbappe there aren't that many teams or clubs who are able to buy him i think there's a clear preference for where he'd like to go and i think the club that club real madrid still want him but i think they're going to be a lot more savvy than they were last year and not make it too obvious how much they want him um I think like some of the stuff that's come out of the club is, yeah, we do want him, but in a year or so, not yet, um, which I'm not sure I buy because I don't think you bring in someone like Harry Kane or someone like that for for just a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know If you want to build your project around someone, you should do it as quickly as possible. And if you've just lost your main striker of the last 10, 15 years, um, you want a sort of safe bet to replace him. And for all of Kane's goal-scoring ability, I worry about his, you know, this isn't fair. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's speculation because neither of them have played abroad, but I would be much more comfortable with Mbappe's ability to adapt to a new country and culture than Kane's. Um, I think, you know, Mbappe already pretty much speaks fluent English and Spanish. And I don't think Kane speaks fluent English yet. Um, So, I just don't I don't buy that Real Madrid wouldn't want him now I just think that they're going to play much more clever than they did last year to try to to make sure that they're not publicly shafted to shaft PSG if possible and also mm. maybe to show Mbappé if he does go there just to remind him that they are the boss not him yeah. So I think so far I'm not yeah, I don't think he's done anything brilliantly, but I think so far he he holds all the cards, but I don't think it and I think PSG hold no cards. <laughs> but I think things won't necessarily go all Mbappé's way. It depends on what interest is shown by which other clubs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: in yeah. terms of him so, sorry, one more thing. He has said I am happy to stay next year. Or for, you know, for this other season and honor my contract, I think that's probably true. I think he's still young enough to be able to sort of play around for another year, just break a few more records in the process. Mm. But I think he's thinking PSG will want to sell me this summer, and that's fine with me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a mess, isn't it? Because there's there's so many other things at PSG to sort out. Um, just before we quickly touch on those before we wrap up, actually, um, I did I did chuckle at Julian and Laurence um, on ESPN. Where he was sort of saying, you know, Killian was promised uh, a rebuild and, and top class players, and then he rocked up last yeah. summer, and Carlos Soler and Fabian Ruiz was standing there. But that was a bit harsh on Fabien Ruiz because I think I still to this day I think he's a very very good central midfielder. Who's you know I think he got better towards the end of the season, but I fully appreciate that um, he's probably not the name they brought in, is it a from from Sporting? Um, and they've signed somebody else as well, but they're, they're on the verge Skrinha. of Scrigna, that's it. Yeah, but on the verge of signing Kang and Lee, who I follow Mallorca, they're my, my sort of team in Spain. Um, he's been absolutely brilliant this season. He, he's very much sort of Shinji Kagawa, if you remember back to those days, type of player. Um, he might be a very Savvy signing in terms of marketing opportunities, shall we say, to to be slightly cynical, but also in terms of that link player. If they are going to shift, uh, obviously Messi's gone, and it it seems like Neymar will be following him, God knows where, Saudi, I would imagine. Now, Um, I think Kang and Lee would be a very good, very good option to come in. If if you're Kylian Mbappe, what business do you want to see PSG do? Like what what is. Do, do you want to see them go out there and spend the big bucks and bring in you know yet more high profile players because there's talk even Verratti going to, to Roma so there's a lot of ins and outs uh, being discussed but yeah do you if you're mbappe is this your ultimate power play now and you say right you promised me last time you didn't do it as as nice as the new kit is that's not enough for me <laughs> um i i want you know i want x y and z in other words, I guess what I'm asking you is, is this the summer where we see um, sporting director Killian take, take the, the stage? Because there has been this long joke about him running PSG anyway.
1: I, I think that they need to... Look, it's about a decent strategy to create a, a well-balanced team. If you've got good players who are doing their job for themselves and for the team in front of Fabian Ruiz, then you're still going to have, you know, you can get the best out of him. If you've got a Vitinha who we've seen in this season can do what he does well, if he's allowed to do that job and isn't the scapegoat when things go wrong, then you've got a very good player on your hands. But if you've got someone who's having to do two or three different roles in one match and then get the blame and publicly balled out by other players who can barely be bothered to break into a run then obviously your morale and motivation are going to be hit so it's about building a balanced team as a whole and it's not it's not about i don't think that necessarily the quality of the players it's the quality of the team you know sort of almost goes back to what Deschamps always says. I'm not picking the 11 best players. I'm picking the 11 players who make up the best team. Um, you know, obviously, particularly for a position like a number nine, you can understand why he wanted someone like Lewandowski. And I think you know, that one I don't really blame PSG on because he was always going to go to Barcelona, really. Um, and it is, you know, arguably someone of Lewandowski's stature, would he be prepared anyway to go somewhere like PSG, where he's clearly going to play second fiddle to another goal scorer? So that, I think that position's a little bit tougher, but it's about having 11 or 15 or whatever players who play well together, who give a shit, give a shit about each other, um, and they just haven't had that. I, You know, Donnarumma... Uh, <laughs> He's a decent keeper, but I just think it sets the tone. They, you know, Navas has won everything there is to win, been a good team player. I mean, apparently Courtois' family might disagree with that, but, um, you know, did barely put a foot wrong at PSG and was dumped out for what I think is a, a poorer model. They brought in Ramos, who you can barely stand up, let alone play football. Um, Messi and Neymar, we've said it all before. Verratti, the latest I saw, would, is possibly a, a make in Bernardo Silva coming the other way, which mm-hmm. I would be all in favour of because I think Silva's a brilliant player, a versatile player, and someone who takes his football seriously as well. Um. I said what I've said before about Virati. I do think he's a good player, but I think he's too stigmatized by all these years of failure, of injury, of partying, of yellow cards. I just, I, it doesn't need to be superstars, but it needs to be the right players in the right
0: positions. Yeah, and and that dead wood, like you said, I mean, you know, when Draxler's still still on the books, I mean, you know, you imagine he'll go on a free. Even you just mentioned, and Galo Navas, he's on the books. You know, they still have to find a new home for him, quote unquote. I mean, it's it's just so Paredes. many.
1: Paredes.
0: Paredes, yeah, he's coming back. I think he's going to go on a free as well. I was looking at, I mean, even someone like Hugo Acutike. I mean, if he's not going to play, he has to go, doesn't he? At the very least on loan, he has to go somewhere. And then when you're being linked with people like Zaha, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but I've never really rated him. He feels like, to me, he feels like a player who just turns up when he wants to, and that's not what PSG needs right now. Um, and then you've still got the quandary of there's no coach there at the moment. We don't know what's happening there. Um, there's talk of a feud between Campos and, and Nasser al now. Yeah, it's just... It feels like something we will revisit.
1: You know, I've said that enough times as well. Who the very first person I would chuck about that club is, but
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I do, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Um, well, there we go. I mean, I so say, we, we just wanted to kind of come on today and, and a just let you let you all know that we haven't forgotten the end of season review. we just schedules a little bit tight for us all at the moment, so we probably need a little bit more time than tonight's pod to do that. So. we'll, we'll Probably try and aim to do that next week if we can align our schedules. Um, and of course, within that pod, we'll probably go through each team and give them a bit of a rating out of ten for the season. And uh, yeah, we will be just dropping in and out throughout the summer. Mentioned on last week's pod, uh, both myself and Jez are going to try and sit down with Adam Bergo over the summer and have a chat to him about uh, his season covering Liga um also I'm going to try and see if we can grab Angus on again which I'm sure you would be keen to hop on with me to do that one Jez so yeah we'll uh we'll look to do that um and we'll see if we can sort of catch up with a few other people as well and then there'll be a couple of these shows that will just pop up out of nowhere. where we're just going to discuss bits and bobs and um uh, I wouldn't want to put money on it but I would I would venture to suggest that some PSG based pods will probably be coming thick and fast throughout the summer. So right. if you're not a big fan of PSG, <laughs> it might not be the time to subscribe. But, uh, yeah, if you do like what we do, um, please do uh, sort of click the old subscribe in your in whatever podcast platform you happen to use. Um, if you want to rate us and all that jazz, feel free. We don't really sort of ask about those sort of things very often, but feel free to do so. And uh, you can, of course, tweet us as well uh, on the, the Twitter account if there's anything that you particularly want us to bring up or if you've got a point that you want to make uh, Mbappe-wise or other. So uh good stuff. Okay, Jess, well, I'm going to let you go and enjoy the, the rest of this beautiful summer's evening. I'm going to do the same. And, uh yeah, we will be back uh, next week, hopefully, to uh, scrabble through the end-of-season pod. So thank you very much for your time tonight, Jess. No problem. And, uh of course, we have some France games to cover as well, so we'll probably crowbar those into the next pod as well but uh, if you are going to follow along please enjoy Uh, there is no french football to enjoy so uh, whatever you're doing enjoy the weather and we'll uh, speak to you very soon take care